Dude, when I say to you that your speech was what played in my mind over the ensuing days, I loved it so much. There was an amazing line Julio had, which I'll have to share, where he said, Sierra and I hang out a lot. We go out on dates. And uh, Francis is one of my best friends, but Sierra is my fucking boy. (laughs) Sierra is my boy. And only Julio can deliver that line. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, yeah. Here we are on a very special Oops! The Podcast. I am Francis Ellis, joined as ever by Julio Still Kicking, <laughs> Colorado. Here we go, baby. Boy, am I glad to see you alive and well, amigo. Dude, good to see you alive and well. This is crazy. Uh, here we are, um, Barstool HQ. That's it. Recording our first Oops the Podcast outside of our OG studio. Yeah. Dude, I always think that when in an ongoing format, it's really important and good to like shake it up. Mm-hmm. And we've been pretty good at that. Sure have. We <laughs> we were doing our thing. We had the pandemic. We briefly were with another network. We were doing our thing again. Um, you moved apartments. We changed studios. And now here we are. And it's just been a nice ride, dude. You know, there have been, been three or three major constants, I would say, across the, the lifespan of Oops! The Podcast. One, the dog. <laughs> Two, Sierra. Yeah. I, three, Kojai. Wait, who? Oh, Hill Dog. I thought the dog was Hill Kojai. Dog. <laughs> no. The ladies and the, the ladies and the pooch. And Chris, dude. Chris. Chris has been constant. Chris, Chris, Chris has a mic me. now. Like a one that's on, too. Whoa. Yeah. Dude, you're talking very producerly, yeah, too. Bring that thing in closer. Yeah, you, got you guys it. can't yeah. even hear me. Attaboy. But I sound good in these. Damn. These cans. Damn, bro. We are geeking out a little because we've got all this cool, awesome gear. Barstool is a well-oiled machine, a podcast uh, supernova in a way. <laughs> and I, you know, this is everyone's first time in here, yeah. I would think. I mean, I'm only on day four of my job back yeah. here. Uh, and it's been a whirlwind for me, so I'm still figuring out where things are. Is it different? Very. Interesting. Very and, different. And, and just from a personnel perspective or a vibe perspective, like what is the difference? Like the some of the differences. Well, let's put it this way: if before the bar stool that I worked at was a uh, a caterpillar, it is now a monarch butterfly. <laughs> it has undergone a, a. It has molted and shed layers of skin to emerge stronger yeah. and sleeker and more advanced. And there have been. You know, people that didn't know how to do the job were, were kicked out or whatever. And then people replaced them who were much more adept. And the tech, you know, the camera equipment, the sound equipment, the res- reserving of podcast rooms. Yeah. It used to just be like, we're going in there next. Right. right. Now there's a friggin', <laughs> you know, electronic <laughs> sign up sheet. We're um, going in there next. And it's, you know, the, everything from the top to the bottom just seems like a. A total well-run media company now. Yeah, so yeah. I, I've been kind of in awe of that, and it's been really fun for me to see, uh, and now to share with you guys, and to to share with our our adoring, wonderful audience, who we're so glad you guys are still with us for. Uh, I don't know. Would we call it Generation Three of Oops the Podcast? Yeah, I guess Oops Three Yeah, the merger is is final. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I'm happy to be here. This is fun. Obviously, Chris, the OG, Ryan, the uh, the new G, oh, the new G, but the OG as yeah. well at this point. The yeah. boys in the mix, and uh, dude, thanks for uh, you know, letting allowing us to get caught up in your gale. Oh man, I, and, I, it's uh, I, that's to benefit. A, that's too nice of a way to put it. I, I I would say thank you to you all for taking a leap of faith with me as we held hands and leapt. From the the deck of our trusty old boat onto the the gleaming hull of this this sleek old yacht, yeah, that is uh, is definitely gonna carry us on to more promised seas. 
So, um, guys, this is sick. And it, it, I would say it coincides perfectly with an enormous moment, uh, transition moment uh, in, in my life, in your life. Um, you know, we are, this is our first episode that we've recorded since before my wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate everyone listening to all those uh, pre-recorded apps we did to keep, you know, I went on my honeymoon didn't really feel like we could do Skype or Zoom episodes from Yeah, dude. No. And also, bro, fuck that. <laughs> Mozambique. Your honeymoon, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's so, time that should be spent making love. Yeah. Making love. <laughs> as we as they called it uh, for the gorillas, push push in the bush. <laughs> A little jiggy jiggy, as the guides would call it. Um, push push in the bush. Push push in the bush. So many jokes and so many awesome things to tell you all about, to yeah. tell you guys about. But let's uh let's let's rewind it all the way back to the old wedding. To let's, the old wedding. Let's start with the wedding. So dude, first of all, let me say one more thing. I'm sorry. This is an, an interesting thing because now it's been a bit since we've recorded, mm-hmm. right? And now here we are, we're back. The first time recording is in a new place. You are now married. Mm. It feels like a fucking parallel universe. Dude. Yeah. It feels like all the same characters, but like a slightly different story. Yeah. And it's super weird. I'm excited for it to get familiar again, though. Yeah, agreed, dude. It's great. I, I was really looking forward to seeing you guys as this grounding influence in my life. These familiar friends who can, you know, throw me a... A lifeline of familiarity uh, because things have been very crazy for me. Do you um, find us gr- grounding? 100%. The boys? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this group chat we have is probably the most active one I have on a daily basis. Uh, you're the three pe- the three people outside of my, my wife that I see the most, I would say. So, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding? Cool, man. You know, I call you when I get shit-faced. <laughs> <laughs> You're like my parents when I'm in the adult camp. Like if I'm homesick in during the afternoon, I'm yeah, calling you. Hey, what's up? Hey, just checking on. 7 p.m. call from Francis. Yeah, it means you've probably been hitting it hard on the golf course. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So sorry. So I, I interrupted the let's go back in time. No, bit. you didn't. I mean, there, I'm sure I'm racing through all of this, but we have so much to get to and so much to un- uncover. Um, so yeah, so I got married. The weekend of Francis's wedding. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, I actually stepped on that flight. And when I touched down in Portland, I think I was in the lead in the flight competition. Is that right? But I'm, I'm now way behind again because yeah. it took like 17 flights. If you're a new listener, Julio and I have a, a year-long competition about who can take the most flights. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know why, but this is something we care a lot about. We both do. And I, I can't pretend like we're doing it for content. This is something that matters to me now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we text each other with updates. Um <laughs> And uh, we were just about tied, or you had you just I taken was like the lead. I one or two ahead of you, but now you're like seven, six or seven ahead of me, I think. Yeah. So in the span of going to Maine for the wedding uh, and then coming back from Africa from honeymoon, I took, which was, I think, about three weeks, three, little under three weeks, maybe, I took 14 flights. Oh, my God, dude. Fourteen. That's, That's a lot of flights. So yeah. the, some of the ground rules, like any flight in any aircraft counts. Um, and you as <laughs> and and gentlemen's bet, you're not allowed to take flights you wouldn't have taken. Yeah. So like you're not allowed to take a shittier flight with layovers if it doesn't make sense. That's you right. Know what I mean, that's right. No, nothing that you wouldn't have done without the competition. I was in, um, and we'll get to the honeymoon, but I was in. Uh, flying from Kenya from Nairobi out into the Maasai Mara which is the big game reserve and sort of national park in in Kenya and we got on this little prop plane with a bunch of other people going out into the bush and they let us know you know that there were two camp drop-offs what does that mean meaning we took off landed oh whoa and dropped the first group of people off and then we took off again and then dropped us off and i texted julio for a ruling counts and he goes he just wrote back counts oh man (laughs) absolutely counts and i was like this guy doesn't even want to (laughs) win he doesn't want to win absolutely counts he gave, man of honor, dude. he gave me the helicopter transport from Mozambique <laughs> to the island, yep. which was nine minutes. 
Counts. And back, each one of those counted. I mean, if you're in a helicopter, Dude, that's it's got to count. It counts, bro. Would it count if it were a sightseeing helicopter ride? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it has to be transport. I would say... I. Uh, like okay, you're going I'm fine with that. New York City. I think that's I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't see myself doing a yeah. sightseeing helicopter. Ride. Hot air balloon in that case would. I didn't. Count it. I didn't count hot air <laughs> balloon. Francis did go in a hot air. I balloon. did do hot air balloon. Yeah, agreed. I think I think it has to be for transport. Yeah. No sightseeing. Agreed. Flights. Agreed. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> back to the wedding. So uh, flew to Maine. That's where we had it. Uh, my house that I my my childhood home where my parents still live in Freeport, Maine. Absolutely lovely. Weather was a little touch and go. Uh, it was it was shifting a lot from a week ahead. We were looking at the weather report, and it looked like it was going to be torrential thunderstorms on the day of the wedding. We were a little scared about that. Then, as a couple days went by, it it shifted to being the day before, which was a bummer because we had a cool thing set up for the Friday before the, the night before the wedding. Oh, like, like it was supposed to be at the same venue, right? But there was like that you we ended up doing the rain plan. Or no, we did everything the same oh. plan. Oh, so but Friday we didn't. We were gonna oh. the boat ride that so we nighttime, did. So it was exactly the same. Yes, gotcha. Okay, so w- we did a boat ride in the afternoon on Friday. Then Friday night we did like the rehearsal dinner. I guess that's right. right? Mm-hmm. And then the next day of the wedding, obviously. Yeah. So we knew we thought, okay, well, crap, we're gonna miss the Friday boat ride thing. That that's really too bad. But we'd rather have our obviously our wedding without rain. But then, miraculously, sure enough, day of the wedding, uh, the boat ride, the window of good weather uh, extended to allow us to do this really cool schooner ride in the in the Portland Harbor, which was like was straight fun. out of a fucking Land's End catalog. It was really funny. And so I thought that I had dressed in some way appropriately for it. I arrive and I see everybody dress a little more sort of like New England, timeless, preppy, preppy, like, you know, Jackie, Jackie Kennedy Kennedy, type of vibe, which I know is what you guys had said somehow don't, don't, I like don't you guys had said this that it was Sierra, okay, Sierra. Had I, that, I that somehow, was her brainchild dude I somehow like didn't get the memo like I wore something that I thought was like festive and fun and like yeah. appropriate but not like super duper specific not like Nantucket weekend in 1967 yeah but the immediate reaction I got I show up I say hi to Sierra she goes oh I guess you didn't see the mood board oh man <laughs> well I hope that that is like, a little yeah. bit of a self dig from her because mood board makes it funny i think like she was i i don't think she cared no i think she's kidding yeah i think she was like busting my balls like i know her well enough to like know how she is she's like straightforward but she's not like you know what i mean i also think that if she if she had meant to make you feel bad she would have said something like i guess you didn't get the memo i think she may have i think she did say that actually oh no I don't, to be honest, yeah, I don't know how she felt about it. I no, think, I don't think she cares. I think she, like, it, I think that it, whether or not she was, like, disappointed, I think she gave me a free pass. 100%. She she's just, she, you know, you can't, she's chill. Yeah, I, I, I'm i going to give her the absolute benefit of the doubt okay. on that. Well, I mean, she doesn't, I need the benefit of the doubt because I'm the one who didn't listen to the rules. But there were, I don't think it was rules so much, you know, as uh, just a suggestion. I don't know. But I get it. I mean, ladies at their weddings, they have strong ideas a lot of the mm-hmm. time about the way that they think things are going to look and want them to look. So sure enough, we we get on this awesome old wooden ship. Oh, yeah. An old wooden ship. <laughs> and took <laughs> off out of the New York, uh, sort of the Port- Portland Main Harbor um, with lots of Maine Beer Company and coolers of drinks and rosé and fucking charcuterie parts and crudite and it, they unfurled the sails they cut the motor and all of a sudden we were we were actually sailing and it was really pretty magical and we just did that for a couple of hours and tootled around and then uh came back in went back to the hotel and i'm telling you we walked from the dock of the boat into our hotel and the second i got under the eaves of the hotel the skies opened up and a thunderstorm of biblical proportions <laughs> began. If we had been at sea, like our lives would have all been at risk. We'd be dead. 
Yeah, it was really the, one of the most intense storms. So much so, I'm pretty sure that like in the hotel that we were staying in, the sewage... This, the hotel over, flooded. Flo- the, the hotel flooded with sewage. This, the hotel smelled like shit <laughs> because the ground floor had been flooded with sewage or something. Yeah. And so they told you in the elevators, don't go to the ground floor, go to the, the next floor and don't walk all the way down because there's standing water down there. That happened like an hour after we got off the boat. Yeah, it was crazy. Bro. It was awesome to watch. But it was also cool because on the roof, on the rooftop, <laughs> I love watching a really violent storm. Me too, dude. The rooftop bar <laughs> was designed in a way that it was open. Yeah, and it it could stay open during the storm. Yeah. So like we were sitting there like watching this storm happen and feeling the air, mm-hmm. but like in in safety. I was throwing back a lot of cocker spaniels. It was quite nice. I was throwing a lot of them back. I said to myself, I'm not going to waste my sobriety on a good storm. Yeah, dude, the es- the espresso martinis were flowing like water, dude. They sure were. Someone <laughs> else had a, a hotel tab open. I was the bra- I was the groom. <laughs> I did. Not paying for drinks. Woo! Just and then throw another one on there. <laughs> Whoever's paying is paying. Get on there, bro. No. Um, and then we went over to the rehearsal dinner, which was really lovely. Nice restaurant. Uh, a lot of good speeches. A lot of great speeches. A lot speeches. of funny speeches. Some very funny speeches. So let me ask you, dude. I, I felt like... You, you, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I, I felt as if maybe you thought that you were getting crushed. Oh, I got smoked. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I could just sort of tell. Like, and to be honest, like, part of it is my, my friends <laughs> roasted the shit out of me, and then Sierra's friends roasted the shit out of me, <laughs> and then everyone had only nice things to say about her. <laughs> To the point where I was like, "Why is this woman marrying me?" You seemed like all you seemed like almost hurt. You know, <laughs> Not- I I couldn't be because to me that would have been so hypocritical. I've spoken at a lot of weddings and a lot of rehearsal dinners for those very same people that were speaking on our behalf, and they expected me to do some roasting, mm-hmm. and that's always what I've done. Totally. Mm-hmm. So to then be, you know, miffed is a very Michael Scott thing, where remember in that episode, <laughs> he sets up his own roast and then gets upset because people yeah. are roasting him. Classic. Um, and so I was sitting there being like, ha, 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 yeah. Just being like, you're a comedian. They're expecting you to hold it together. You can't get upset. No, but it, it was great. Ah, ooh! Jesus Christ, Julio! I don't know about you, but oh. I'm feeling pretty calm, <laughs> despite the fact that the hangobies exploded. A little spillage there. A little someone had a little bit of a pep in his step you walking under- over here. You know what I understand? I now this is closer than I typically travel with hangobies to bring them to the studio, and yet. On the short walk, I managed to make them. They shake were just it. excited to see us, as they should be, because we love. A delicious hangobi, and this is the new flavor. You need to get the calm if you like hangobi. It is the best flavor, this in my is opinion. The best flavor by far. It's yeah. delicious. It's got tart cherry, elderberry, chamomile, and valerian root, mm. and all the stuff you like: adaptogens, amino acids, antioxidants, B vitamins, slightly carbonated, and plant based. As far as health beverages goes, this is the pinnacle. Yeah, this one helps place that racing mind at ease. If you're like me, you have a hard time sleeping at night because all of your worries and anxieties pile up at the end of the day and you say to yourself am i doing the right thing with my life this drink will help you quiet those barking dogs cheers dude hangobi is now being sold in over 100 stores um they are expanding rapidly if you see one in the store and you buy it and you like it tell the clerk you loved it it helps the brand grow uh if you want to get some more hangobis and all three of their delicious flavors uh you can go to hangobi.com Use promo code Oops I'm Hung at checkout to get thirty percent off of your order. That's Oops I'm Hung at checkout to get thirty percent off your order. Get some hangover. Um, and, and flattering, you know, as they say, you know what I mean. It, it was a flattering, yeah. like flattering roast. And to be honest, I didn't think that they were too too no, bad. Not at all. It was okay. Yeah. Like, uh, and yeah, man, I enjoyed. I thought the the bar. A couple of the bars were very, very high that weekend. Yeah, yeah. One of them being the level of speech quality I felt was very, very high. Yeah. Um, including uh, the couple that introduced you guys gave a sort of like duet speech, which yeah. I've actually never even seen. They before. crushed that. And they really, they executed it quite well. They I did thought. really well back and forth. Yeah. It was really good. They've got good chemistry. They've been married a long time. <laughs> so the, the, the speech quality was quite high. And I also thought that the food quality was quite mm. high the entire weekend. Well, that's what, that's what, that's what you get. From one being in Maine, 
mm-hmm. right at the end of the summer. Uh, seafood is incredibly fresh, the vegetables, all that, amazing. But also from having a slightly smaller wedding mm-hmm. because it's impossible to serve food for 150, 200 people at the same time and have it be good. Interesting. The quality control just goes out the window. You can't have fish entrees come out for 200 people at the same time and have them all be hot. Interesting. It just it just gets cold. Yeah. It's too hard. Um, whereas we had 95, 96 people at our wedding. Mm-hmm. I think it's a much more manageable job for a catering company. Yeah, it was quite good. Uh, the drink, there was always a cocktail uh, situation set up at all times. Yeah. Which you love to see. I had a lot to drink <laughs> over the course of the, of the weekend. I was drinking a lot. Dude, honestly, like uh, physically what we put ourselves through because Francis and I both went on very big trips immediately after. <laughs> yeah. Literally immediately. So, so immediately after that I was running around Portland, Maine during the day of your wedding looking for crisp brand new hundred dollar bills because i specifically needed to bring those with me dude spoiler alert i was in afghanistan uh we'll get into that in a later episode yeah but i was running around town trying to find new those new face hundreds it's 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 crazy you mentioned that because i didn't know this that when we when we went to africa they wouldn't accept bills that were printed prior to 2013 And then, even then, they would specifically ask you if you had ones after 2017. Yeah, interesting. They look at the fucking serial numbers. Yeah. It's weird, dude. I've noticed that. And, like, there's a lot of weird stuff about money in different places. Some places, like, if there's the tiniest tear in a mm. bill, they won't exchange it. Yeah. Shit like that. So, I don't know. Yeah. But interesting. So. But yeah, dude. Physically, like, what a crazy undertaking. Yeah. Like, so earlier that week, dude, that was one of the craziest few weeks of my life. Earlier that week, I was at a, I flew down to Washington, D.C. to go to a Bad Bunny concert. Mm. Got obviously hammered. Mm-hmm. Come back to the city. And then <laughs> I think the weekend before that, too. Oh, dude, the weekend before that, I was on the road. I was like in New Orleans, mm-hmm. obviously getting hammered there, too. Then go then to your wedding, get hammered again. Yep. How are you going to avoid that? And then some of the most challenging flights we've ever had to take, probably. <laughs> yeah. For you, the literal day after the wedding ended. Yeah. And I at least had a buffer day. But, dude, what a crazy... I'm happy that we survived it. I, I'm, I'm surprised we're here. Yeah, and, and also with the impending sort of like knowledge that we have this huge career transition for both of us more so for you like more comprehensively but like we have to be back on time yeah and there's a lot that can go wrong (laughs) when you're five thousand miles away or whatever a lot can go wrong dude that's exactly right i'm just glad we're here dude yeah man (laughs) me too this is a a true reunion uh it it feels like a reunion of 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 POWs that somehow <laughs> like are have reunited in America after their ordeal, <laughs> but which we signed up for. So, uh, um, dude, rocking the rule of threads, matching hoodie and jogger is a life changing experience. You kind of feel like you've made it. Yeah, you do. It's like I did it the other day and I thought to myself, Oh, this is what it's like when celebrities go out and don't want TMZ following them, but kind of do. <laughs> and dude, it's a much tougher look. Like the colors ha- are, are just kind of like chill. Mm. I don't really know how else to describe it. They're super chill. Super so you, chill. You don't look like some, you know, some paisan guy. No. Like, hey, the guy who owns a pizza place and right. all cash business. You don't look like that. No, you don't. You look sick. You look like John Hamm trying to get a Slurpee. You look like some random, some an- anonymous, extremely hot guy yeah. who's about to walk the runway. Yeah. Or it. like Kanye West. Perhaps. Sure. Sure. You just looked up. That's what we're going for, guys. Rule of Threads makes all those clean, premium menswear basics that you need this fall. The best. Oh, my God. The hoodies, the, the joggers, the pants, everything they've got. The great t-shirts. The t-shirts. big T are fire. Unbelievably fire. So fire. The firest. <laughs> Uh, we love Rule of Threads. And right now, guys, you can fill your wardrobe with everything you need from Rule of Threads. Go to ruleofthreads.com. Use promo code. Oops, 15% off of your order. That's right. 15% off, guys. Don't delay. Get a bunch of stuff. You're not going to regret it. We love Rule of Threads. Okay, to go back to the wedding, though, because yes, yes. we have so much to cover. There's so much funny stuff that happened. Um, so... That was Friday night. Speeches were great. Then everyone came for sort of a welcome drink thing. And then we went back, sort of hotel, passed out. Next morning, 
Uh, wake up. I went and got coffee with my buddy. And, um, you know, it was my wedding day. Crazy. Saturday morning. Woke up. My wedding day. You were playing it super cool. You were playing it so cool that at one point, like, the, the like, groomsmen kind of were together. And, like, there was no, like, no one knew who was going to take the picture. And Francis is like, dude, I don't care. And, and somebody was like, Francis, we have to take a picture. And you're like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that, like, a reflex? Or were you just that, like... Uh, chill about it. You know, it's a great question because I found myself subtly revolting against so many things I've chafed at at prior weddings and desperately trying to differentiate ours from mm, those yeah. and, and, and really to lay a veil of relaxation and casualness over the entirety of the proceedings to my detriment mm -hmm. where there were definitely some moments that I thought were too chill. Uh, for example, uh, we didn't do any sort of a rehearsal of the procession for the ceremony and didn't think that we needed to do the thing where you walk the bridesmaids down the aisle, mostly because we weren't having anyone stand up there mm -hmm. uh, with us. And what happened was I didn't know when I was supposed to go. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I was supposed to walk across with my parents. Mm -hmm. So I just walked up to the front and stood up there like an idiot. And then my dad came <laughs> running notice. across and was like, Fran, Fran, we need you. And I was like, did Sierra die? What has... <laughs> What's happened? No. And he was like, no, you're not supposed to walk us. So then I walked out of the wedding, you know, and and walked uh, back across the bridge and then and then got my parents and walked with them. And it had all of this air of a little bit of a panic at that point, <laughs> which I regret. I have, uh, I, I, I won't say that I don't regret that. And all of that would have been sorted if we'd just been given a little bit of a briefing mm -hmm. uh, on how things were to proceed. But of course, none of it mattered. It yeah, all melted away when, when Sierra floated mm. down the aisle like a vision. Chris, did you cry? I was crying the whole time. Uh. Really? Not, not like a heavy cry, just like tears in my eyes the whole time. We were roasting Chris about how he was going to cry for sure. Like yeah. on an earlier oh, episode, we were trying to think of a task to give him to distract him. <laughs> yeah. But I gave him his privacy. I didn't look back to That's see if good. he was crying. Oh, are you crying? That's good. That's such a that Crying Ryan? Were you crying? Uh, you gotta I don't get Ryan, think Ryan a mic. has a mic. Oh, you want to come sit next to me? Ryan, yeah, come just on get over in here, there Ryan. real tight. Be, Still be pals. figuring it out in the stew. No, yeah. but I had that pit in my stomach. You had a pit. I had a pit. You were pitted so. up. You were a little peach. Yeah. The boys, yeah. the boys bonded this yeah. this weekend. I learned that Ryan sleeps with one pillow. Yeah. <laughs> which I just think is like a pretty big red flag. As opposed to how many? Multiple. You sleep with one pillow too. Yeah. Wow, that makes sense. I sleep on my back. I do too. Unbelievable. What do you? How do you sleep? I sleep with three pillows. I sleep on my stomach, and I one of my legs is at a ninety degree angle over one of the pillows, <laughs> and I also have a teddy bear. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah, we're the red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nine year old. <laughs> Chris, what's your sleeping situation? I do one pillow for my head, and I use like a body pillow, and I, I like that kind yeah, of like yeah. you. Got so, it. Yeah. This is lining up perfectly. I'm yeah, gonna... <laughs> yeah. So let me let me just back us yeah, up yeah, though, sorry. really quick, to the um after the, the big morning event. I had arranged a, a lovely oh, yeah. lunch Dude. for the groomers at uh, <laughs> at at Eventide Oyster <laughs> Company. Which was um, an, is an awesome restaurant in Portland, Maine. Uh, years ago, it won like a James Beard Award. It's fucking sick. It's so good. And and to the point where this is there's no better feeling. We walked in. We had they don't normally do reservations. We Sierra and I had gone up there a couple months prior to the wedding. We sat at the bar. We spoke to them. Asked if there was any chance we could do a big group lunch on the day of our wedding. And they said normally we don't allow reservations at peak hours, but we'll make an exception since it's your wedding. They had reserved a table for 12 mm -hmm. uh, in, in this. It's a very small restaurant. And so all 12 of us tiny walked over from the hotel and we get to the restaurant and there is a line of people from the entrance to the restaurant down the block and then 
turned onto the next block and like, you know, 50 yards down that block. And we just sauntered past all those poor people (laughs) waiting to see if they could. When are we going to let's put our name on the list? Yeah, it's like a minimum two hour wait. We actually tried to get in there. We tried to go the next day and we couldn't because the wait was too long. Yeah. And we walked right in. Huge group. Which, obviously, I'm looking at my guys, and instantly I'm like, all right, the food is now going to taste 26% better. (laughs) By walking by a line of that size (laughs) and walking straight in, it just increases the, oh, shit, this place is fucking elite. You know what I mean? Totally, totally. And we walk in, we sit down, we're boisterous. Boys are jacked up. <laughs> Fucking round of cocktails. Dirty Drinks martinis. Flowing, dirty martinis. Uh, spicy mezcal margaritas. You know, beers. Anything you want. I just man up and, and, and do an order for the whole table. Everybody gets a lobster roll. Yeah, that was that was like the most pro wow. move. O- lobster roll for every single person. And then everything else was family style. Everything else is fine. But everyone deserves this lobster roll. Best lobster roll I've ever had by far. Yeah, the brown butter lobster roll from Eventide on a steamed, uh, steamed bun. It's like a pork bow bun. Yeah, exactly. Dude, it is crazy. It's crazy. It is the, it's like one of the best things I've ever eaten, I think. I agree. I agree with it's that. It's fucking good as shit. We did that. You know, I was trying to figure out, okay, it's my wedding day. How much can or should I drink? And I almost think that I just monitored my drinking perfectly, which is what kept my nerves at bay. Ah, interesting. So what, we took some sort of like pickleback shot oh my or God. something. What was that? So I ordered these oyster shooters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they bring you an oyster on a shot glass, but the shot glass they bring you is way too much liquor. And it was yeah. sort of this like spicy Tabasco shot mm. of tequila with Tabasco. It was delicious. Oh, man. I loved it. It was a lot, especially yeah. after oh, the yeah. oyster. Dude, a and, lot. And we have this one friend who's hysterical, and he tried to take it and got half of it down, and then he went, <laughs> <laughs> He let out one of those like goat sounds, and we all fucking oh, laughed. If, if there were a hashtag joke yeah. of the weekend, it would have been that sound. <laughs> Oh, my God. It was so funny. Dude. Dude, you must have brought bird dogs with you on your honeymoon. I brought four pairs, and thank (laughs) God that they had the incredible laundry service that they did because I wore them so frequently that I think I wore each pair of bird dogs four times. (laughs) Oh, my God. I wore them as bathing suits. I worked out in them. I went hiking in them. I did all my gnarly stuff in my bird dogs, and they held up to the task. How carefully did you vet the laundry service possibilities beforehand not that i mean we we were told they would be they would be, be really real good on it point. and they were like the better they were so much better at laundry than we are interesting it was above and beyond so your clothes were washed to your liking oh my washed and pressed and wow. tied with a bow wow. with a nice fragrance hell yeah it was amazing hell yeah my bird dogs have never looked better so uh They're guys best, we love bird dog shorts the pants are all the rage for this fall it's the one pant that you need to wear for the rest of your life, built-in underwear liner that moves with you, extremely comfortable. That's that sort of dressy pant that also functions as almost like a, a work and walking pant, a leisure pant. Guys, go to birddogs.com right now. Use promo code OOPSIE. That's O-O-P-S-I-E, and you'll get something with your first order. We promise. Birddogs.com, promo code OOPSIE. Um, and then... Uh, so, so, dude, it was nice for me because, okay, I gave the best man speech. Yeah. Um, which, which like, you know, I, like if it was just the, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this, but anyway, I gave the best man speech. So <laughs> at I had the ceremony at the ceremony later that night, um, which is, yeah, the, the person who speaks at the wedding yeah. itself, that was my responsibility. So I have to like not get fucked up. That's right. You have to keep your shit together too, which was actually nice because as I had said before, how, with how challenging physically the week prior, the week after was about to be, it was nice to give myself a break during the day. Mm -hmm. Um, plus I don't like day drinking to begin with and I needed to not be fucked up for that speech. Right. That would have been, the stakes are fairly high. Mm -hmm. I needed to at least show that I took it seriously. Right. That's half the battle. Totally. Right. Showing that you respect the occasion. I think so. But dude, I mean, I, I I didn't say anything when you were talking about the bar of the speeches being high. 
So so we can we can kind of jump now to you know that that lunch was great. Then we all got on the bus. We went up to uh, Freeport from Portland and uh, sort of got some. Then then the guys just end up waiting around. Mm-hmm. The guys just wait. Throw in the vortex. We pulled out the vortex, which we'd <laughs> bought to donate to a children's school in Africa, That's which nice. we ended up giving to them heavily used. Because not only did the boys toss that thing around to sort of kill time, but we then, Sierra and I, had a lot of fun with it in Africa. Yeah, I saw, I saw. Um, And right. so we uh, we were throwing the vortex around, waiting. Finally, the ladies arrived. We all get stationed. We go over. We do the ceremony. Uh, Sierra looked incredible. It was it was truly magical. Um, I thought the vows, you know, Luke Marcus crushed the officiating, mm-hmm. uh, and he's a Marine pilot. Wore his dress blues, you know, gave the whole proceeding. A, 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 Did you ask him to do that? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping so. Uh, it, yeah, because it would. I like. I was like, oh, Francis must have asked him because it would. Just, it would be like bizarre to just do it without being nudged, especially for such a casual wedding in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, no, and he was like, he, yeah. I, it's I, not like I he got married on him. an aircraft carrier, like. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it wasn't exactly the the costume of the of the tone, but um, yeah. So he was great, and then our vows were I don't know probably my favorite part. They were uh, really good of the ceremony. Really Sierra was so funny. <laughs> she kind of roasted me a little bit in the vows, and uh, was really really sweet, uh, very moving. And then I had spent a lot of time writing mine. And a lot of people told me, including guys, that like they don't cry at weddings, but that during the vows they they choked up a little. Yeah, that's very sweet. Which I wish I could have looked out yeah. and seen all the people crying, <laughs> because to me that's like when a comedian hears laughter. Like that's the response yeah, you yeah. want. That's a kill for vows. <laughs> that's like, a kill. Look out there, everyone's passing around tissue boxes. <laughs> Somebody's getting up to leave because they're going too hard. <laughs> You know, that to me, I'd be like, I'm fucking killing yeah. this crowd. Yeah. Um, so that was, anyway, then we did some pictures for a little bit. Pretty so cool. I, I had a couple of fun things to add to this. Yeah. So your dad, at one point, right after the pictures had finished, he corralled the entire group of guys to go look at his man cave. <laughs> you guys want to come see the man cave? Sure. Yeah. Now, like 12 guys are following your dad into his yeah. man cave. And he's like. There's a picture of Francis. Uh-huh. Uh, there's that. He's like, yeah, this is where I just come. And we're like, sick. Dude. Uh, yeah. It he's, was cool. Oh, sorry, he's yeah. very proud of it. Yeah, yeah, it's sick. Yeah. It's also cool to see, like, I love, and I've seen a few of people I've encountered in my life have this kind of situation, but, like, they find this property that's sort of like a diamond in the rough. And then over years, they create this amazing thing. And, like, that's what it was what your guys situation up there is like exactly uh i don't know if i've told this story but when we moved to maine when i was four years old we rented a house uh in a town called cumberland while we looked for a land land to build our our forever house on and uh we found the land because some guy who'd been a hoarder he was a legitimate like hoarder kind of a low-life guy had all this land (laughs) And was just using it as like a junkyard uh, for his crap. And I'm talking, you know, rusted out motorcycles that had the wheels removed. Uh, Bags, full bags of trash, which he had thrown in the ravines and were half exploded, filled with rolling rock cans and Arizona iced tea cans. (laughs) Painting a really good picture. You know, all kinds of just nonsense. Um and and I remember this very vividly because as a boy, my parents gave me a, a like a children's toolkit for Christmas when I was like six or seven, and I just used to go out to these rusted out motorcycles and just like work on the bikes, as I called it, <laughs> uh, where I would just unscrew shit. I didn't know what I was doing, you yeah, know, yeah. but I'd pretend like I was an auto body right. technician. That's fun. Yeah um goofing around and uh, anytime i could even like unscrew something i felt like i had accomplished yeah, something, yeah, you know yeah. uh, but then they would also my parents would also pay us like a dollar an hour to fill up <laughs> bags of trash from the ravines that's amazing and they right. were these buried bottles of you know beer 
uh, that were deep in the mud and you'd, you'd feel them under your foot and you'd pull them out and you'd fill up a bag and carry it to the top and then start over. You guys are like parole roadside yeah. workers it felt, wearing orange vests. I mean, making stabbing way paper. under minimum wage yeah, yeah. as children doing labor. Um, but the result was that over the next couple of years, we cleaned up the property and, and made it this lovely place. And then my parents, you know, over the many years since have sort of slowly taken on a different project every year. It's like, so cool, man. Clear out this area, plant this area, do this and... and to the degree that my sister had her wedding there a year ago and the place was was singing you know yeah, it it's, was it's beautiful bro it was a, a wedding venue and so we said obviously we want to do the same and, and again it was just in peak paradise form yeah and th- i think that is one of the things that people forget about about the boomers the boomer generation they're just like a much more patient generation mm-hmm. like to be able to to like create a property like that slowly over time you're picking away at it like tim robbins trying yeah. to escape from fucking shawshank <laughs> slowly but <laughs> yeah. surely putting a dent in it one one year you build a barn it takes five years then the next yeah. year you work on that area and that area if you were to try to build that property now like it w- you wouldn't even be able to afford it no it would just take you know it's like such a great way to create value and like it's just the idea of undertaking a project like that makes me want to immediately jump off a building (laughs) i don't think i could ever do it man yeah i don't think i I have it i have what it takes no but you know i think that's the way things were for their families and growing up and, and and it is a generational shift we are the generation of immediate gratification totally uh and how can we get things as fast as possible and then move on to the next thing we want so anyway, the 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 party started, we walked in, you know, band strikes up a tune, we do our first dance, people settle in, speeches start, speeches were great. Your parents' speech was great. Really nice. Le Bulldozer Rouge. Yeah. I'd forgotten that my mom that was their nickname. <laughs> we used to go to France when I was a kid because my mom was a, 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 a taught French and in the summers, I remember a couple summers when I was a kid, we went and uh, as a young boy, I was like three, uh, we, we we knew this family that my mom was friends with and they nicknamed me uh, Le Bulldozer Rouge, the Red Bulldozer. <laughs> so I was constantly moving and just a, a, a force and all my friends loved that and everyone loved that. And I have thought since then, this is really tragic, but if <laughs> my mom passes away someday... That as an homage to her, I might get a little red bulldozer tattoo. Oh, I like that. Somewhere like that, on my body. I like that. Um, Very but, sweet. Yeah. So uh, okay, the 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 ceremony's beautiful. Now we can relax. Mm-hmm. We're past the tense stuff, and we get to just enjoy it. And it's just a, it's just like a, it's like a Hall of Fame induction. <laughs> like you know, you're getting in. And yeah. everyone's there to to honor you being, you know, <laughs> ushered in to Cooperstown. And uh, they're celebrating your body of work. You know, they've been together four years. When they first came into the league, I yeah. thought, these young rookies. Um, and sure enough, Julio gets up there to do the last speech, which we had chosen specifically because we were worried he was going to be impossible to follow and boy were we right <laughs> dude when i say to you that your speech was what played pleasantly just fragments in my mind over the ensuing days i loved it so uh, dude, much dude, i loved it so on, much where all my other friends roasted the shit out of me <laughs> you truly honored both me and sierra there were things that I didn't know, as I said, as you had said you were going <laughs> to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Some amazing just things of, of, of someone that has become so close to you over the last three years of your life and knows the scope of your relationship because that's just about exactly as long as Sierra and I had been together prior to the wedding. And uh, you've spent so much time with her, which was really mm-hmm. special. There was an amazing line Julio had, which I'll have to share, where... He said, um, you know, Sierra and I hang out a lot. We go out on dates. And uh, Francis is one of my best friends, but Sierra is my fucking boy. (laughs) Sierra is my boy. And only Julio 
can deliver that line. We all erupted. Um, it was so fucking funny, dude. I was my mouth hurt because my even when the moments I wasn't laughing out loud, I was smiling so big. Um, I was just beaming and and loving it. And oh god, so many great moments. Even even when you, you had a joke that a lot of other people had had yeah and you were just like looking at your notes and you're like all right <laughs> yeah. everyone's beating that to death so i'm not <laughs> yeah. doing it and it's just like a classic comedian no other people would do that at that wedding because that's like a comics thing you know <laughs> um and that was hysterical it was just man you just killed it you nailed it and i also loved how because everyone was like kind of making fun of me in the other speeches <laughs> for like not being able to hold a job for very long and like <laughs> kind of being like, yeah, he's, uh, he's not like us, you know, you can't succeed. And you were like, by the way, um, in comedy terms, Francis is killing it. Yeah. He is the, the like, and then you cited our very successful friends in my yeah. friend group. He's like the ex of comedy, right, right, right. which was a great joke and put them all in their place. So it was um, also funny because that one particular friend, I mentioned him twice in the speech Yeah, and he goes, dude, I'm married. He's like, are you trying to get me laid or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. And, and, and one other funny thing about him was that he, he came to the groomsman lunch. He's very successful. He's wonderful. He's very generous. And and my I didn't have like a groomsman gift for you guys, which mm. I you know you're supposed to have. So my intention was to just pay for that big lunch for everybody. Mm. And without me realizing it, he quietly oh, fucking yeah. took the bill and just took it down himself. And when we all found out that he had done that, we all as a group started booing him. <laughs> We were all like, boo. <laughs> and it was like, imagine taking down the bill for an entire lunch of 12 dudes that all had like four or five cocktails, multiple fancy dishes, oysters, all that, and getting booed for it. <laughs> what a perfect response. It was so great. That was funny. Dude, I have to mention, the Sierra is my boy line, Hillary gave to me. She gave you that? Oh. Because I had some version of that, but Hillary was like, what if you say... Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that is good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, so after the speech was over or whatever, I like go up to the bar, I order a drink, and the bartender was like, good speech. And I was like, oh, thanks. He goes, it was a little long. Wow. And I was like, you fucker. Yeah, what a thing to say. I didn't think that at all. Naturally, I thought about that for the entire night, and yeah. I'm still thinking about That's it, obviously. That's crazy, dude. We, I didn't think any of the speeches were too long. You, you know, gave me a range yeah. that I adhered to, because you, I have a video of the speech. And you know the and time, I, you know your timing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, That's that. he's wrong if he said that. And, <laughs> you know, you. I don't you. know why. But By the way, you know, we had um, 96 people at the wedding. Our wedding planner told us uh, the next day that um, that catering company said it was the most booze they'd ever served at a wedding ever. They had they had enough booze for a wedding of three hundred, and we drank all of it. And bro, it wasn't even that big of a wedding. We had all of the booze. That's crazy, dude. I I remember like I I was thinking I I probably had like. I don't know, fucking 13 or 14 tequila sodas that night. I drank a shit ton. Because I was dancing my fucking face yeah, off. Yeah, you were, dude. I didn't I even know you had moves like going, that, dude. I just wanted to leave it all out there. You were letting it rip. Yeah. You and Ryan were both crushing. Ryan, the, the, the boys. The, the boys were dancing. Were, the Ryan were was flying around. Really funky night. Yeah, real funky night. Real funky. Ah, it was good. It was real good, funky. Ryan. I like that. A lot of funk. The lot funk, of funk. Is, gets you going. I it like really the funk. It really does, dude. Um, band was great. They were oh. great. And then they like everyone picked me up and were throwing me up to the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Dude, I missed that. Oh. I was really upset. I like went to the bathroom at the ultimate wrong time. That's I okay. It. I That's missed okay. The Let me tell you something though. You gotta throw the guy at the wedding. <laughs> you gotta. It is the best part of every wedding. And we're gonna throw you hey. at your wedding. And if people aren't willing, I'm gonna do it myself. I'll be lifting uh, around that time. I'll make sure we can do it. Being thrown at your wedding is the best. It's, dude, you feel I'm, like you won the World Cup. Did they get your dad again? They oh, did, they right? got my yeah. dad. My dad wanted it. He loves he was, it. It was like a little toddler like putting his arms up, being like, oh, no, they're not going to get me, are they? <laughs> he talked about it earlier in the day, and we've talked about it on an old episode, how yeah. he secretly loves to be hoisted. Loves to be up in the air, <laughs> breathing that. that clean mountain air. 
Um, yeah, he. We had a blast. Uh, the wedding was just great. Danced the whole time. Was sweating through my suit. Um, you know, had had a lot of cake. Ate the food was really good. To really your point, really fucking good. The yeah. cake was really good. Oh, the cake was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And also, then some like bags of sort of like artisanal popcorn came oh, out yeah. and grilled cheeses, oh, yeah. which I missed. Oh, and I miss as I missed too. the grilled cheeses, Abba's like, dude, I've eaten five. <laughs> Same. I was like, God damn it, you dog. <laughs> Rubbing yeah. it in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really great. And uh, yeah, just a really memorable, wonderful. And then, then we, <laughs> then, you know, we had to shut the wedding down 11 o'clock outdoors, noise issues, whatever. Like that was the time it was supposed to end. But then we had shuttles that we were supposed to have lined up to bring us back into Portland to do like an after party. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the shuttle system got like a little screwed up. So we just had like a block party in our driveway. <laughs> and someone brought out a speaker and we were just throwing down on the dirt driveway in the woods. At which point my dad texted me and was like, hey, any chance you could shut it down? You know, the neighbors are like kind of getting uh, a little antsy. And I'm like, Dad, it's my wedding. Tell them to go fuck themselves. Um, <laughs> finally, the shuttles came. We got into Portland and we went to this sort of bar lounge place I didn't, I'd never been to before. And that place was going off. Yeah. Dude. I was having a blast. I took some shots down with the boys. Yeah. We were fucking funking it up again. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty multicolored lighted dance floor. It was awesome. Totally. Um, went back to the hotel and passed out. And then that was the wedding. Yeah, dude. Chris, uh, Ryan, and myself were on the same shuttle back, oh, and we were just God. pumping Bad Bunny. Dude. <laughs> you got Ryan. Addicted. I got Ryan into Bad Bunny apparently. So, so you were oh, on Ogs, and yeah. you started playing Bad Bunny. And I know you're a big fan. I haven't been that familiar with most of his music. Francis, when the bass dropped. So did Julio's butt, and it <laughs> it bounced so hard that it just. It, I'm in love with Bad Bunny now. Oh. It's fantastic. You were so on cue. You're rapping it. It was fantastic. Great memory. Nice in the car. Oh, it was on the shuttle. On the shuttle and Hill Dog singing with Julio word for word, not missing a word. Damn. All in Spanish. All in Spanish. Yeah, she's yeah. got. She's become quite good. Shit. It was, it was so cool. It was really that fun. is cool. It was really fun. Ah, cool. Dude, another really funny... uh, This could be like... Chris, you could literally use this on like a business card or something. Because like at one point, we were trying to take a photo and all the guys were taking terrible fucking photos. And Chris goes, give me the phone. And Chris takes a great photo. And Hillary's like, like created a riddle. She's like, how many guys does it take to take a picture? She's like, zero. You need a girl or Chris? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. That's nice. Yeah, Chris. Which implies that Chris is not a boy somehow. No, Chris transcends gender when it comes to I am the boy. He's Uh, the boy. Yeah? Correct. You know, they like. He's the boy. The boys? Plant Um, boy, salmon boy. Now I'm the boy. You're the boy. Correct. (laughs) Plant boy and the salmon boy. Delicious. And, dude, sometimes if if I'm having a long, stressful day, um, and I'm starting to get tired, but it's sort of that that racing feeling where you actually just need to relax. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. about necessarily being tired. I'll just take some of that CBD tincture from Diagrass, yep. drop two droplets under my tongue, yep. and it really actually makes a noticeable difference. I'm I'm with you, dude. There's there's no denying it anymore. Yeah. At this point, you'd have to say the CBD tincture from Diagrass is exactly what you need if you're trying to slow the cart. Yeah. Slow things down, <laughs> yeah. reel it in, yeah. take some deep breaths. And dude, not to mention their uh, you know, smokable hemp, mm. CBD joints, pre-rolls, they're amazing, mm-hmm. super chill, don't get you too high. You can enjoy your so- hopefully packed fall, whether it's with work or with social obligations, take a couple tokes of the Diagrass CBD and you get high like they did in the old days as opposed to getting all baked out of your mind from that's right. chemical shit. Yeah, that's exactly right. It just sort of takes the edge off without sending you to a different dimension. Exactly. I love the variety of Diagrass and Momgrass different products. As we said, the CBD. Momgrass is for the boys too. Uh, that's right. Momgrass is for the don't, boys. Uh, don't uh, deny yourself a little Momgrass. And right now, gee, how can we get some? Yeah, all Dagrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Go to dagrass.com slash oops to check out the products. Right now, Dagrass is offering our listeners 20% off your order when you go to dagrass.com slash oops. Go to dagrass.com slash oops for 20% off your first order. That's dagrass.com slash oops. All right, a couple things. The bar... Okay, so first off, I want to talk about Portland a little bit as a city. Mm. Very odd place. You think so? So I felt as if the 
people in the town felt as if the town had been overrun by tourists. Probably do. But like there were not that many people there. Like we'd go into like we went to a restaurant the next day and try to get a table, and the guy's like, "I'm sorry, like we got." And then he starts he starts doing like inside baseball talk. He's like, "I only got two four tops left." <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but there's no one in this restaurant." <laughs> and then one of your friends start being starts like explaining to him. He's like, "You have more customers, you make more money." Oh, dude, he no. starts doing the like wise oh, guy New York thing, wow. and the guy's like, "Are you serious?" He's like, it's very simple. It's very simple. And his, his wife's like, all right, honey, come on. I know exactly who that <laughs> friend is. <laughs> so that was great. But then, dude, there was also this like funny like tension in the air where like you'd be walking down the street and guys would start chirping at you and you couldn't tell if they were fucking with you or if they like wanted to fight or if they wanted to be friends. Mm. Like I walked by a guy. So first of all, we're the guys in the suits going to like the bars. Mm-hmm. So like you're always going to get a little bit of heat for that with like the people who are dressed normal. And I walk by some guy. He goes, nice suit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude. And then I go, really? And he goes, yeah, it's actually really nice. I was like, <laughs> I was like thanks, dude. Like, that was the weirdest compliment I've ever yeah. gotten in my life. Like, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. That was the exact It's tone. almost like he changed his mind halfway through <laughs> about what he wanted. And by the way, that's what I've experienced in Portland. Yeah. And, and to your point about being overrun by tourists, it's a strange town in that well, it's it's like many where I would say that the population of people on a given weekend who are in the city in Portland in August is probably four times what it is in from October got through it, got May. It, got it. So for so long, the city is theirs and restaurant right. reservations are easy to come by right. and coffee lines are short and all of that. What a beautiful city, by the way. Stunning. Stunning. Stunning city. Furthest it, north I've been in New England. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you went to Freeport for the wedding, so that was a little further north. Okay, so yeah, Freeport. A little farther north, excuse me. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, we walked by the place where I got beat up by those lobstermen all those years oh, yeah. ago. Where you fell off the dock as well. Yeah, showed you guys we that. We saw all of Francis's trauma. Yeah, it was like a walking tour of <laughs> Oops the Podcast. Dark yeah. tourism of Francis's yeah. life. It was funny because me and Ryan were driving up and we saw all these little places and we're like, what? It's so weird. We know all these yeah. names. Yeah. yeah. like put a face to it. It was so funny. It was oh, crazy. What was that restaurant? The Muddy Rudder. The Muddy Rudder. Fine. We pulled over like... The Muddy Rudder. I think I said once that like all these kids in high school that used to bully me were now washing dishes at the Muddy Rudder. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That was the line I used. (laughs) The old Muddy Rudder. Dude, the bar that we went to for the after party, which first of all, this is funny. Like there were the shuttle bus, like it felt almost like a situation where like you're letting the women and children go first. Yeah. Like, and specifically because like, you know, we work together. I feel like I need to let everybody go before mm-hmm. I go, mm-hmm. which is a fun thing. So we like got to the bar a slightly late, but not too late to experience the like joys of it. They had the music video of the song that was playing, yeah. mm-hmm. playing. What a nice touch. Mm. If you're opening a bar and you want people to have fun, play old songs with the music video. What a fucking joy. Or new songs, any song. Yeah. Made it like, I would say 50% more fun. Totally. Totally. I was having a blast. Yeah, I had a really, really good fun, time though. all the way through that day. It was a, a day where, you know me, I run out of steam. And then I need to go home. Mm -hmm. I did not need to go home. I did not need to go home. I started drinking at, you know, 11 a.m. I think I could have continued drinking and dancing and having a great time well into the the following day. Yeah. You know, I was sad that the bar closes at one in the morning. I, I, I would have loved to have gone till two at least. Yeah. It's uh, always nice, dude. Places like I remember when I was in Boston and I used to bitch about how like the bars would close early or whatever. Like it is nice to end to be forced to end the night early enough to be able to like do an after party if you want or be done. Yeah, it is nice. Like 4 a.m. is just like if you're going out till 4 a.m. and then you want to do more things after your life is going to be altered. True. <laughs> True. I think it's a good governor when you're 20 to 28. But after that, yeah. I don't have, you know, most yeah, people shouldn't more. have too much of a problem self-regulating. Oh, it's 2:30, like let's True. go home. Where 
occasionally, every once in a blue moon, <laughs> to have the option of being out till you know three or four yeah, yeah. is kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. I haven't done it in a long time though. Gee, ahead of my big old trip to Africa, I started taking Athletic Greens. As you know, I've been taking it for a while. But as you know, because I really wanted to make sure my gut was in good shape for whatever was coming in Africa. Did you have any issues? Not at all. Unbelievable. I didn't I didn't get sick. You love to see it. Uh, I didn't have any digestive problems. Uh, I didn't bother anyone with my smell. Your wife as well? Yeah, as far as I know, she was perfectly happy with me. Yeah, big surprise there. Dude, that's great. Athletic Greens is one of the best habits you can take on, man. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin. It's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. As we all know, AG1, uh, which is the Athletic Greens formula, is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, and it costs you less than $3 a day, Francis. That's nothing. It's a home run. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs to go with your first purchase. All you have to do is athleticgreens.com slash oops, Francis. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash oops to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Um, I had a fun little observation I want to tell you guys about that you don't know about. So there was a cocktail hour. I don't even know if you mentioned that. It was lovely overlooking Mm. the water and there was a oyster bar with yes. unlimited oysters oh shucker yeah. and boy let me tell you ryan lynch loves <laughs> oysters does he does i've he? never seen somebody take down so many oysters <laughs> i can't to, believe this to the point where his girlfriend was getting mad at him because he was eating all of them buddy buddy this is crazy i legitimately had 50 oysters i was eating them like they were potato chips this further just affirms the fact that he is my son the two of you are related somehow. Uh, I, well, tell me what you what you thought. Nothing. I may have matched you on that. I love oysters. Uh, my girlfriend's dad has an oyster guy, so whenever we go to cookouts and stuff, always have oysters. I love them. It got to the point where my girlfriend was getting really pissed off because you guys haven't come yet, and she's like, she's like Ryan, like you're eating all of the oysters. Like, you need to stop. You're embarrassing me. I like interrupted a conversation she was having with two people, and I was like, I'm gonna get some oysters. That killed the conversation and got her pissed. And then we were at the bar. I think it was me, Chris, my girlfriend, and a couple other people. We were chatting. And she told me prior to this conversation, she's like, no more oysters. Like, you're going to get me mad. Quiet and and very direct. And so I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. And then then she was like, oh, I'll go with you. But I was just saying that because I wanted her to continue talking and then I could go get oysters. And so then I told her, I was like, I actually don't have to go to the bathroom because it was a little bit of a walk. And I wasn't feeling like playing that charade with her. I was like, I just want to let me have a few more. They were delicious. Oh God, Damn, dude. I'm so sorry someone oysters. held you back from eating all the oysters because you know what happened was that once everyone filed up to the tent, uh, Sierra and I were left behind at that area all by ourselves to wait, kind of. Uh-huh. And I noticed that there were probably 48 more oysters. And I started eating them. And I thought, well, my surely, I just want to eat enough where we don't feel bad that we have to throw a bunch out. Mm-hmm. Buddy, I finished them. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm I'm telling That's, you, I ate, I that ate over amazing. over 50 oysters, and and I got to the point where I wasn't even dressing them anymore. I stopped adding the mignonette. I stopped <laughs> adding the vinegar. I wasn't doing. I was just taking them down like potato chips. There was a nice assortment too. Yeah, dude. It, all right, is this completely wrong of me to think? But or is like eating that many oysters? Does it like increase the risk of like complications? In any capacity? I, I, I would have thought my stomach would not have been happy um, as a result of eating 50 plus oysters yeah. in in very <laughs> short period of time. But I was fine. Yeah. yeah. I think it's probably just a, a food that, you know, is safe to eat. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I know that, like, and I don't know if it's my parents being, like, overly cautious. They always used to, like, warn me about oysters, which is, like, ridiculous. Like, it's mm. bullshit. Like, you hear a story of, like, oh, bad oyster or whatever. But, like... 
I don't know to what degree, to your point, it's like, that's like a one in a million thing. Yeah. Maybe not one in a million, but you know what I mean? So like eating 50 or one doesn't like really matter. Right. Right. All right. Real quick. We want to shout out one of our listeners, our buddy, Greg Bourne. Uh, mm. He's fighting the good fight with Hodgkin's lymphoma right now. His birthday's coming up. Um, we just wanted to wish him all the best. Yeah. Greg's the man. He's the listener of the pod. Uh, great fucking dude. And uh, we wish you well, Greg. Keep yeah, fighting bro. the good fight, my friend. Yeah, good luck, and uh, yeah, hopefully you're uh, feeling better soon, man. Yeah, and you know, doesn't have to be all all sad, Greg. You know, I bet you're a scoundrel. <laughs> I, bet I bet you're, you're a, a rascal. I bet you're a dog. I bet you're a rascal, you old Greg. Greg, if I know you as well as I think I do, you're a rascal. Sure are. So can't wait to be seeing you back at your rascally ways. Yes, Greg. Hopefully we look forward to being allowed to say bad things about you. Yeah, again. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> feel better man yeah um all right ryan what do you got buddy okay facts with ryan facts with ryan were they lying or were they crying facts with ryan <laughs> all right monarch butterflies live up to about five weeks but some live up to nine months oh wow. that's crazy the episode where michael scott gets roasted is in season five it's the first time there's a two-parter on the office uh, uh episodes 14 and 15 called stress relief mm. wow some people develop hoarding disorders after experiencing a stressful life event that they had a difficult time coping with. It's a shame. And the world record for oyster eating is 46 dozen in 10 minutes. It was set in 2005 at an event by Sonia the Black Win- uh Sonia the Black Widow Thomas. Mm. Oh shucks. Oh shucks. That's a lot. Very 46 nice. dozen. Jeez. Jesus Christ, dude. I can't even what is that? how many is that? It's 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 well over 500. No, it's like 552. Wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. 552. Jesus. Um all right, Francis, what do you got coming up? Uh I don't know that I have much at the moment. Uh I I'm I'm so sorry by the way to anyone in uh Greenville or Charlotte. I had to cancel those dates. Um I will probably be rescheduling those uh, shows for sometime in the new year. So I'll be coming back. And uh, sorry to everyone who bought tickets to that, but we'll make it happen. Sweet. I'm in um, Wise Guys in West Jordan, Utah, October 14th and 15th. Um, I'm at the Evening Muse in Charlotte, North Carolina, October 20th. And then November 12th, The Blind Pig in Ann Arbor. Love to see you guys at one of those shows. That's all. Bye-bye. That's it. Bye.